Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Sing 
Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? Gosh. <laughs> These intros just keep getting more interesting. I said, hey, 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 in the last one. I, I was know. Like, so, mix it up. so appropriate to say, yo, yo, yo. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Hola. <laughs> que tal? Uh, all right. Now we're getting bilingual. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. We're a little bit loose and goofy right now because we're coming to the end of three straight interviews, which is not that many, but you know, three well, hours of talking. Six though, if you count yesterday. Well, yeah, but today just finished the third and, and uh, yeah, three hours talking about relationships is, is good and get a lot of information, but you know, I think that's about the max. I think we should day. touch back on this on Friday after uh, number 12 okay. interview of the week. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that one it. goes. <laughs> but uh, there is always a lot of great information uh, to, to learn from these episodes. And uh, today is no different. And you will have not listened to three in a row, I imagine. So you probably just won. This is the first one of the day for you feeling fresh. And you're like, yeah, give me that relationship knowledge. <laughs> it's not like you're binge listening. Although if you are, thank you for tuning yeah, in. Yeah, thanks for, for binge listening. <laughs> for, for that. Let us know if you're like, yeah, I just bang out four episodes at a time because I need four hours of relationship advice. Power from, to you. That's great. From Sarah and Chase. Yes. We'd be interested to hear that. Check it. Check it out in the uh, Facebook Love Tribe. Let us know if you're if you're a binge I do podcast listener. Let us know. I'll create a poll. Well, today um, we welcome Dr. Mary Lamia, and she is a clinical psychologist and professor in the San Francisco Bay Area, and author of five books, and has been practicing for over forty years. So she has a wealth of knowledge. And today we focus in and talk about rebound relationships. And she has some great insight and advice on how to navigate those. And one thing you might be surprised to learn, I, I know I kind of was, was surprised, yeah. That they're not all that bad. Well, and I was going to say that there's not a timeline because you often hear like how uh, long you, you should know, wait. Yeah. Or not even a specific time, but like you need to wait a little bit or that that's a thing. And, and she disagrees and it's not, it's not like a hot take or anything, but, but she has some uh, interesting reasons why. So, so check that out. And even if you're currently in a relationship, there is a lot to learn from this because uh, really, whenever we're talking about relationships, when they're going good, when they're going bad, if you're single, it's a lot about introspection, asking yourself the right questions, and we can really always be doing that. And like Chase mentioned earlier, check out our Love Tribe fam on Facebook. We have a community of almost 2,000 people that are all trying to improve the relationship and offer support to each other. So we would love for you guys to check that out. And then check out our 14-day happy couple challenge that's on our website at idopodcast.com. And I think we've had almost 4,000 people go through this challenge. It's pretty incredible. So we uh, would love for you guys to check that out and then check out all of our free resources we have on our website. Awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in. Enjoy today's show. Today's show is brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. Create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days. We've collaborated with 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. 
To unlock a special offer only for ID Podcast listeners, visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. That's sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. Hi, Dr. Mary. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Hi, Sarah. And hi, Chase. I'm glad to be here. We like to start our show with having you tell us and our listeners why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Well, I, I've been working with people as a psychotherapist for 40 years now, and it's wonderful when people have some insight around their relationships and they don't repeat the patterns they've been repeating over and over again. It's, uh, it's wonderful to see, and it's relieving for them. For sure. I believe they call that the definition of insanity when you repeat. <laughs> right, <laughs> repeating the same thing over and over and over again. And that's what we do. I know. And sometimes I feel like I'm going insane <laughs> when Sarah and I have the same argument about something silly. And it's over like and over. inevitable that, uh, that we do these things. No one's perfect. And that's why we love having people like yourself on the show to get this information, apply it to our own relationship and help our listeners out. And, uh, today's topic is kind of along those lines of doing, can be along the lines of doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And that is rebound relationships. So you've broken up with someone or you, you're coming out of a long relationship and you're jumping in. And a lot of times we're doing it for the wrong reasons or we're looking for the wrong things. And maybe we can start by talking about the psychology of what's going on in our heads when we're looking for that rebound relationship. Sure. It can be rather complicated, but the short story is that, you know, when when we end a relationship, and especially if we're the one dumped, we're distressed, shamed, or we're sad, and, and we want to get rid of our emotional pain. It's It's interesting. People will do anything to get rid of negative emotions, and that's what negative emotions are all about. You know, that they motivate us because of the way they make us feel. So if we're shamed or distressed or angry, we're motivated to do something to avoid experiencing those emotions. And that's how emotions work, because if we didn't have them, we wouldn't be motivated to do anything. So we we give our emotions, we attach thought to our emotions. And so... In the case of jumping into another relationship, we generally assume that if we found love elsewhere, it would take care of our longing, it would take care of our distress. And so we avoid what we feel by latching on to somebody else without giving a lot of thought as to whether or not that person is completely appropriate because we want to belong, we want to be attached. Humans just have that that need. But, you know, usually when a person is at the end of a relationship, you know, they're they're considered, you know, not not good material for a new relationship. 
as though they have to process it and get over the old one in order to get into a new one. You know that's not true. Well, there are a couple ways we can go there, and I definitely want to dive into that uh, second thought of of that it's not true because the, the cultural narrative is like you need to stop and process or whatever. But then there's also this whole narrative about the rebound, you know, the rebound relationship. So why don't we talk about why it feels so good to just be reaffirmed? Like we, we are out of this relationship and it's like, we need love. We need to feel like we're okay. And, and whoever and anyone a lot of times can feel that because it's just better than the void. And that's where maybe a lot of bad things can happen where we're with the wrong person or, and so maybe I would, I would ask, is it okay to be with the wrong person? If it, if you know, we're up as far as just <laughs> being up, it makes us feel better. And we're upfront with that other person. Like, Hey, I just got out of a relationship. I'm not looking for anything serious. Let's just have fun. Is that so wrong? Well, it depends how the other person feels. Right. Because if if you're unavailable and they're they're seeking attachment, or at least you perceive yourself as unavailable, it either puts them into a position of working really hard to win you over or it makes them very anxious that they never will. And it also makes them take on your negative feelings about the last relationship. So they become curious about, well, who was this person you were with and why are you still attached to them? And uh, they look them up or, you know, stalk them on the Internet and and figure out who they are and just to find out if you're still attached. So it's sort of unfair. It alters their behavior. You know, a person can't be themselves if they're if they have an anxious attachment with you. So if you're just wanting to hang out with them and not get serious. It creates anxiety in the other person. The same kind of anxiety you might have felt in the relationship that ended. So it gets it gets very complicated. You know, there's a whole process that takes place in that. For sure. And there's a lot of different circumstances depending on both people involved. And I guess if the individual that is, is coming out of a relationship it is clear in communicating and, you know, and even is like explicitly like, I don't want you <laughs> to feel anxious. I know, you know, maybe we will fall in love, but I'm not really ready for that. But I kind of like you and you're fun to hang out with. So let's see where it goes. Is that something that could be healthy? Like how, what's the best way to, to talk about that? Yes, that, that can be healthy or let me give you another twist on it, which is when a relationship ends, especially if we're the one hurt by that relationship or we're, we're hurt just because we had our hope raised and uh, they didn't get met. So what emotion do we generally feel in that kind of situation? We generally feel shame. Shame is the emotion we feel when there's a disconnection from another person. Believe it or not, that's it. And generally, people have four basic responses to shame. They either attack themselves, like saying, 
I wasn't good enough anyway, or uh, I didn't look good enough, I wasn't smart enough, whatever it is, comparing themselves to everybody else in terms of uh, their ability or how they look or whatever. Another another um, mode of responding to shame is to attack the other. Well, he was a jerk anyway, and I should have never been with him, and it's to degrade the other person. Uh, a third way is to withdraw. So you just go to bed and pull the covers over your head and don't socialize and escape from the rest of the world. And the fourth, which is very common, is avoidance. You see a lot of people who are avoiding the shame they felt from uh, disconnection in uh, pickup bars, uh, drinking a lot. Uh, doing things that that really hurt them, but it blots out their feelings. Um, they might go on a spending spree. They might do all kinds of things to avoid the shame they feel. But our healthy response to shame when we break up is to learn. And so if you were entering a new relationship and, and said, well, you know, I'm in a funny place because a relationship just ended. And I'm looking back at that relationship and I'm figuring out what I could learn from it. And I'm hoping that I could apply what I learned to this relationship with you and just be a better person or or be a healthier person than I was in that relationship because that one didn't feel healthy to me. Or however you would say it, in maybe not so nerdy a way. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that kind of ties into what you mentioned earlier about the the timeline. You know, there is that sort of, it feels like some parties w will say, oh, you need time to, uh, time to heal. And obviously, depending on the relationship, like in the person, I'm sure that can be true. So, uh, does time really heal us, Chase? You know, I have a I have an issue with that whole notion of of processing loss or disconnection or a breakup because you know, for some people I think that's true, but I mean, can we just think about that for a second? I don't know that that time takes something away. I mean, we're we're a composite of all of our emotional memories that we've all the emotions we ever felt in relation to somebody else or to certain events are stored in our brain. And when we meet somebody new or when we are in a new situation, the way in which we're informed to respond to that situation has to do with all of our experiences that are stored in our brain that inform us how to do it this time. Because that, humans are efficient that way. You know, we don't have to relearn every single time. It's based on our memories of doing something similar. So when we enter a new relationship, all those other relationships and all those emotions we felt in, in relation to another person are right there to inform us how to behave this time. So, you know, how do we process that out? We don't process anything out. Relationships aren't something we get over. It's it's what we do next. 
how we learn the next time and what we do differently. So it's always important to look back on your relationships, your previous relationships, and think about, you know, what can I learn from this so that I could have some perspective on those memories? It's a matter of having perspective rather than processing it some way where you erase it because we don't erase emotional memories. They stay with us forever. I like this. Let's dig into this because <laughs> I think uh, it can be an interesting conversation for a couple of reasons. Um, and I don't have a opinion on either. Uh, uh, I don't have a an agenda uh, that I'm going to argue one side. So to me, I, what you're saying makes a lot of sense, but maybe someone needs time to recognize those mistakes that they made and, and, and learn from them. Not in, in what is that time? I mean, some people might be able to, they're very introspective and they can do it in a day or almost immediately. They're like, yeah, you know what? I, <laughs> or some people right. need some processing as far as to really try to figure it out because maybe they don't understand what they want or, or why they attach to people in a certain way or how they receive love. And maybe those people need more time because they have to work through that. And not necessarily that there's a, like a formula even, but is that, uh, maybe along the so lines? So they have to be in solitary confinement chase and no, kind of no. process yeah, it yeah. and work it through and get some insight. No. But that's, that's, that's true. Let me give you another, maybe another little corner of it. And how about if they find themselves responding to the shame of disconnection in one of the four ways I mentioned by withdrawing or avoiding or attacking themselves or attacking the other person, you know, I mean, hate is not the opposite of love. Anger is not the opposite of love. You, If you're angry at the person uh, who ended the relationship, that's not the opposite of love. The opposite of love is indifference. It's not anger. It's not hate. It's not shame. It's not anything. It's not caring anymore. It's indifference. And if you care negatively, you still care. And so if that's hanging you up, then you have to look at why am I still caring in this way? Am I trying to pull that person back in, even if it's in a negative way, so that I can remain attached? That's an insight to gain. So, it's looking at the shame of disconnection, how you're responding it, to it, and what is your relationship to that person at the moment. Now, how about, you know, do we need to process? Going back to, you know, your introspection here. Um, how about perspective is gained by having a new relationship? Haven't you ever gotten into a new relationship I don't mean to ask you personally, it's sort of like general, you get into a new relationship and it gives you perspective on the old one. Even if it makes the old one look better, but it gives you some perspective to tell you what you want and what the greater need is underneath those wants and desires. So one of the ways to gain perspective is to try something new. If you think you only like grilled cheese sandwiches and that's all you eat, you have no perspective on food. But if you go to a restaurant and you try something new, 
you have a different uh, relationship with grilled cheese sandwiches. So I think we have to have some kind of new emotional experiences to gain perspective on the old one. I, I love this advice because for me, it's so ingrained that we really need to take time just to focus on ourselves after a breakup so that we don't jump into a new relationship and just create old patterns or recreate old patterns. But what you're saying is that sometimes going into a, a new relationship can give us that perspective to say, hey, this is what I want and what I don't want. And I think that's kind of an, a new concept for some of our listeners that could really benefit the way they see their future relationships. And you know why that is, Sarah? Because the new person is not going to play our game, or hopefully not. So we're forced into having some perspective because they're different than that old person who interacted with us and maybe um, helped us be neurotic in our relationship. But the new person has a whole different game. And we're up against that. And so we may push our old pattern, but it may not, we may not be able to play it out. And if we could step back with the new relationship and look at ourselves, whether it's the old relationship or the new relationship, we always have to step back and look at ourselves and say, you know, what is going on here? You know, what am I, what am I doing in this relationship? Am I being overly controlling? Am I being anxious? Um, why is it I'm jealous? What's going on with, with my jealousy and why do I feel that way? What's going on with my need to figure out where this person is all the time? Why do I feel anxious when I'm with them or why do I feel anxious without them? It's just a matter of always looking at yourself and being curious. Curiosity and interest are e emotions that are so necessary in this process. Curiosity about yourself and why you do the crap you do or the good stuff. And you may find out along the way that that one thing that really bothered you that your ex was doing, uh, if it's, you know, follows you into the new relationship, maybe it's actually something that you are doing that you didn't even realize. And that may allow you to open up to self introspection to see, Hey, what really bothers me that is making this situation continue to arise in my uh, new relationships. So true, Sarah, except, you know, people always want, you know, their own direction and things their way. And they, they don't take the time to sit back and kind of look at things. I was talking to somebody the other day, who was uh, in, who is in a new relationship, and she was going to be uh, doing some work in another state where her ex lives, and she wanted to visit the ex because the ex had dumped her, and it was just to kind of strut her stuff and say, "I'm in a new relationship, and I don't want you," and. Uh, look what you lost. And, you know, there were those leftover feelings there. And I asked her what the person, who, the person she's involved with now, what that person was going to feel about her visiting the ex. And what was more important? And what was she doing really? And what was she looking for with this ex? 
You know, what was she trying to restore? What was she trying to fix in herself? You know, what part of her ego was she, she trying to repair? And she was able to take a look at it and made the decision she wasn't going to visit the ex when she was in that state. And in fact, she was going to go home and call her present partner and say, I'm not going to do it. You're more important to me. I don't want to hurt you. It seems like an important thing here is the introspection, because I'm going to play devil's advocate here. And if there's... If there's someone that is repeating the same habits of going into a unhealthy relationships because they're they're just in these same patterns, it seems like there should be a pause and some time and but there needs to be that realization and if it's not coming from within that person, maybe a friend can say, "Hey, like look at what you're doing and then it seems like something like therapy to get that introspection would be. The step there, rather than just hoping that you get it from that new relationship that's going to highlight you know, the, the things that we're doing wrong. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by our course, Spark My Relationship. We started I Do Podcast to get information to improve our own relationship. We thought at the very least we'll be able to do that and then to share it with our listeners. The guests are great and we've gotten a ton of valuable information, but we found that if we don't actually deliberately take the time to implement the strategies and tools that our guests give us, we weren't seeing the real lasting benefits that we desired in our relationship. And that's why we created the Spark My Relationship course. We've collaborated with 15 psychologists and therapists to create a comprehensive relationship course that not only teaches you the skills needed to create a successful and lasting relationship, but the tools to execute it. By enrolling in the online course, you'll have access to the same strategies and tools that marriage therapists teach their clients, including therapist-taught video lessons with workbooks and exercises to help you work towards accomplishing your relationship goals in less than 90 days. You'll also learn how to detox unhelpful relationship habits and learn healthy ways to interact. You'll learn how to disagree respectfully and communicate mindfully, as well as how to improve intimacy and reignite your sex life and so much more. Spark My Relationship isn't just a course for struggling couples. It's a course for couples who want to see their relationship flourish. If this is you, then you are a perfect fit for the course. So for a special offer for our ID podcast listeners, head over to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Again, for 30% off the course, plus special bonuses just for ID podcast listeners, visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. Today's interview is also brought to you by Hourglass Cosmetics. And I'm going to let Sarah tell you about it because <laughs> I don't wear makeup. Yes, I'll be more than happy to tell you guys about it. For a lot of beauty brands, luxury means something to splurge on and an indulgence. But when I experienced the performance and innovation of Hourglass Cosmetics, it was easy to see that for them, luxury means so much more. Hourglasses. Caution Extreme Lash Mascara is groundbreaking. And as you guys know, 
I'm obsessed. It's actually on my birthday, Christmas, every holiday gift list. Wink, wink, Chase. You got that? Well, they hooked us that? up, so I don't have to buy it for you. <laughs> well, it's not going to last forever, and I need to stock up since we're in Costa Rica. It's beautifully packaged, and their long-lasting formula is completely vegan, never flakes, and never smudges. And I can definitely vouch for that here in hot and humid Costa Rica. Their tapered brush delivers endless length, intense volume, and lift, and helps me get those hard-to-reach areas. Discover Hourglass like I did and experience unparalleled next generation performance by visiting hourglasscosmetics.com slash I do and use the promo code I do to get free shipping with your purchase of a full size caution mascara. That's hourglasscosmetics.com slash I do and enter the promo code I do. Yeah, I don't want I don't want everybody to go to therapy. In fact, I think people should stay out of therapy and just look at themselves. But a therapist can really help because it's a neutral party who can discuss this with you. And your friends are biased, even though uh, friends are often really good at observing what you're doing over and over and over again. But if we just take the time to look at ourselves and and look at who we are in a relationship and how we are in a relationship, uh, we can we can gain a lot of insight. But most of us don't take the time to do that. We just sort of float along in life and don't take a look at what is really going on. And then there are people who take too much of a look at what's going on and they obsess about it. So you don't want to, you don't want to be extreme in either direction. Yeah, that that's kind of. What I wanted to get to is even if someone listening is in a long-term committed relationship and and can think of older relationships, like there's value to be gleaned from them, but how, we don't want to obviously do it too much, but that once we have found a a committed relationship that's working. I think some people shut down and, or you're not even thinking about the other ones uh, because you're, you're content in the one you're in, but the one you're in only has a certain perspective that's working in, 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 or not, but it's not highlighting like these other aspects. You know what I mean? Yeah, we get we get pretty lazy and we just kind of float along in in uh, the relationship rather than challenge ourselves to learn and to take a look at it and to take a look at what we're taking for granted too. And there's so much out there on the internet and there's so many books written about emotions and relationships and sort of why we do what we do and why we are who we are. People could learn a lot, and it's sort of fun to be introspective, although not fun for everybody because sometimes you challenge yourself with that and you feel, again, shame pops up. You know, what have I done? What did I do? Uh, now I don't feel good about myself. I'm looking at myself and it, and I see my flaws. Well, it's all about learning and having an interest, and that helps us move forward. So you mentioned how, like, if we're getting into a rebound relationship, 
that the new perspectives and, and the new emotional experiences are, are learning tools. And then once we're in that relationship for, for a few years or, or it's, it's a long-term relationship and then maybe even a marriage, it's like, it's harder and harder to find those new perspectives and those new emotional experiences. So how do you think about creating that in in a more committed relationship because I feel like it's so important and it's harder and harder for Sarah and I having been together for 10 years to to have that well you do a podcast together and that creates novelty novelty is one of the biggest uh, you know if you want glue in a relationship it's novelty and it's having novel novel experiences together and to share interests to share your excitement and so um it's a it's a challenge for sure because when we're getting to know somebody everything's new everything's novel and so it's really exciting so how do you keep that excitement up well that's the challenge and some people do it better than others. I think it's really cool to do a podcast together. That, I mean, you have it built in. Yeah, it, it's such a challenge. And certainly the podcast has created new perspectives and, and interest and novelty. But even that, it's funny because this is life, right? Like we just adapt and we adjust and it becomes a new normal and we're, we're approaching 200 episodes and, and it's like, yeah, this is what we do. Or, but by the time this comes out, we'll probably be, we're going to be over 200. And, and (laughs) it's like, we're shifting gears here a little bit, but talking about committed relationship that, that novelty wears off and, and then you're just everything is sort of stripped over time and and it's like you need and this is something Sarah and I need to do and it's not easy when you have a kid when you have jobs to to try new things and do new things and ex- explore new uh, areas of interest and conversations because <laughs> you get in your routine and and uh and it's not even that it's bad, but it just becomes like a certain level of uh, normal that that but maybe there's a something better, you know, and and that we can we can, but we have to push ourselves a little and get out of our comfort zone. Uh, but see, that's what you're talking about: learning and being aware, and and. Those are the, that's the substance of a good relationship is, is learning all the time and, and, you know, being aware of yourselves and being aware of what you do. And speaking of novelty, I mean, it's one of the reasons why people have children. I mean, children create novelty all the time. We have plenty of that with our three year old. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) And that has definitely been a joy. She's like all the personality and, and uh definitely you know as parents having that and and i just feel like relationships are hard yeah 
And it's hard to be without them too. And, and that's the problem with, you know, the rebound relationship is that, um, when we, we, humans are made to seek connection and that kind of resonance with another person. And, and, you know, when there's this empty space that's left by a, re- a relationship gone bad, um, it challenges our stability. You know, we're, and we want to be distracted from the loss and connected again. And, you know, the, the question is always, you know, can we move on in a healthy way? I guess that's what it is. It's all about healthy learning, whether you're in a relationship long term or rebounding or whatever you're doing. The goal is to learn in a healthy way rather than to avoid or hurt yourself in some way because you can't learn. I I feel like I always have to remind myself that because when you're in the moment, if you're in an argument or a discussion and it just doesn't feel good, a lot of the times afterwards you just have to think, well, how did we, how did we deal with that conflict resolution? Because a lot of the times, you know, we can learn from that and grow and what seems like in the moment, a very kind of heated discussion can actually be, you know, very beautiful in the end. If you've really tackled the issue or, or figured out or learned something new about your relationship or your partner. Oh, that's so true, Sarah. And to be able to to look at those moments of conflict, I always tell people um, a good relationship is not necessarily a relationship where everything is smooth and there's no conflict. The, the hallmark of a good relationship is how people resolve their differences and what people do with ruptures and what they learn from those ruptures. Because if you can learn from ruptures in your relationship, you can become much closer. But people don't learn from them. That's the thing they repeat, Chase. They repeat those ruptures over and over and over again, never learn from them. So there's a lot of different ruptures, but you don't want to be doing the same one over and over again. You want to be able to learn. Certainly. And and to grow. And I'm just thinking of the listener who's dating and and they're going to be better prepared for a a rebound relationship and the approach to that but even within a long-term committed relationship it's not a static thing like you go through periods of disconnect where you know you're not breaking up but it's like it similar thing to that like you are you have a disconnect from the other human in your life and then you reconnect and it's like there's these fluctuations and hopefully you're more on the connected side most of the time but there's going to be the disconnect so it's like a long-term monogamous relationship has like a rebound relationship within it almost like obviously it's the same person but people are always changing and in and so I'm looking at it kind of through that lens as well, obviously being in, in a marriage and that... Well, I have a question for you on yeah. that, though, before you go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think men need that space more than women? 
Or do you think it's just different humans need that kind of, you know, in every relationship, there's there's sometimes a need to distance and then come back together again. Yeah, 100%. And one person distances and the other gets anxious rather than recognize that that space can be sacred and it can bring you back together again and closer. But how people navigate that that space that you're talking about is really important. And I don't think anybody looks at that. Because you can't be close all the time. Humans aren't made to be just, you know, twinned all the time. And sometimes they need just to step back. And there's a little bit of distance, but how a partner responds to that and how you help a partner understand that is really important. I mean, so you you brought up something really crucial in a relationship, but, you know, we're going to go off on some other tangent. <laughs> that yeah, I was going to say that's another podcast, but it's interesting because, you know, there's elements of desire and, and, and novelty and you know, purposely creating that distance, not necessarily from a rupture, but um, it can increase passion and it's uh, complex. And that's why relationships are can be so hard, but they're so interesting and, and so valuable to us in, in that to go back to what we're talking about with the rebound, the central theme is that we're learning. And yes. that we're aware and and we're learning whether we're dating or we're in a committed long term relationship that we're being introspective that we're learning that we're trying not to repeat the same things and and what a tool to be able to learn about ourselves and and to have new experiences and in new ways uh to relate to to people and it's just uh it's why it's a journey. It's not a destination. So cliche, but, but that's the truth. It's like, if we just, Hey, I got everything figured out and this is how it is. And Sarah and I, we just have perfect interaction and communication. And it's like, that would be pretty boring and we wouldn't learn anything new. And that's just not how uh, it works. Uh, Fortunately, because uh, that would not make it very interesting, but, at the same time, sometimes you're like, man, this is tough. Like, <laughs> so it, it has its ups and downs, but the work is, uh, is work worth doing and, and you gotta be in it. You gotta be aware that, uh, that work has to happen. And even in terms of, uh, for people who have children, how you respond to a child differs and to understand your different, different responses rather than fight about them. Someone mentioned in a, in a past interview, one of our guests, and it goes along the lines of what you said exactly earlier is that that conflict is not bad. It's, it's how it's resolved. And the same, what that guest said was that in front of your children, arguing, obviously screaming and stuff like that is not good, but having a disagreement in front of your children is not necessarily bad. It's showing them that you can have conflict resolution and, and showing them how to properly do that can actually give them tools for the for their relationships in the future. Absolutely. 
But how many people are able to do that or even where? <laughs> right. Right. Because right. it's hard in the moment. It's hard. I mean, Chase and I are, we do this, you know, every day and we get into those arguments and we find ourselves slowly going off the deep end and we just have to step back and say, okay, what do we know? What, how can we make this right? And let's, let's do it. Yes, exactly. Well, you, you know, you probably have a lot to talk about doing these podcasts too. So at least the interest is always there. Yeah. And that's why we love doing them is to help ourselves, but to get this information out there, because like you said, it's like how many people do that? Well, uh, a few thousand that are listening to this. Cause it's like, it's, this is not stuff that we're just born with knowing how to do perfectly. And, 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 that's why going back to it, it's hard, but it's work worth doing. And, and we love to be able to have guests like yourself on, have people listening and and applying it to the relationship or at the very least just hearing these words and being like, oh, that's a thing. I should think about the way I interact with my partner or the next partner I choose and why the previously previous one did not work. Just that pause, just that mindfulness of the situation is uh, is so valuable. And we didn't really uh, mention, and it occurs to me that the, the person, I think you brought it up, the person who is in a relationship with the rebounding person, potentially rebounding person, and, and anxious about that and questioning their emotional availability, you know, they have something to learn too in wondering if somebody's emotionally available because if you wonder if somebody's emotionally available, you have to think about too, well, what may be going on with you? And what are your fears about being hurt or about somebody not really being attached to you? Like you were saying in the beginning, if if the rebounding person says, well, you know, I have really processed this loss, but I want to hang out. I don't want to get serious right now. You know, what is what does that bring up in the other? And there's so much. There certainly is so much for that person to think about and for for everyone in all of these circumstances. And that's what makes it so exciting. If we can take that perspective that we have stuff to learn about ourselves, about what it means to go through life in relationships, not even romantic relationships, but friends and family and uh yeah that's really what it means to be human and and that's why uh, i think we love getting this information sharing it with our listeners and dr mary we've we've got a lot to think about after this episode um as we do after many of our episodes so thank you so much for all this great information why don't we finish up by having you tell our listeners where they can find you online and if there's something you want to leave them with and then we'll say goodbye Certainly, if they want more information or information about my books, they could take a look at my website. It's marylamia.com. That's M-A-R-Y-L-A-M-I-A.com. Excellent. We'll have those links on your show notes page on our website at idopodcast.com. And uh, thank you. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Sarah and Chase. You're fun. 
Hi guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, all the links are in the show notes page, as well as on the podcast description. And while you're on our website, we encourage you guys to check out our 14 day happy couple challenge. We send you an email for 14 days with simple, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And on our website, we also have a bunch of free resources for your relationship. So we encourage you to check those out. Uh, we also have our love tribe on Facebook. Uh, we encourage you guys to join the tribe and uh, be there for support for each other. If you have questions or just need some relationship advice, we are all here for each other. Um, the group has grown to almost a thousand people um, and we love it. So we hope you guys join that. You can go to Facebook Love Tribe Fam and you'll find us right there. And if you are interested in learning more about our flagship course, Spark My Relationship, we hope you guys check it out. We have a special offer that is only for podcast listeners. So you can go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock and you can unlock that special offer and learn more. As always, thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com